Everybody, we're back. It's Grab the Trace. It's Lachlan and Michaela. Hi. Dogs are in the studio. Before we get into it, we, and I'm just going to cue some piano music in the background. We've received a very helpful and insightful message over the last week between when we released the episode about our second defects episode and now. And we just want to raise that, I think we touched on it briefly in the first one, was that check your contracts because not all things that we're listing here that are defects would be defects. Some of them are probably con... Uh, what was the, the terminology? Contractual. Oh, can you say that again? Oh, no. Oh, I'm just going to read it. Contractual discrepancies? What did it say? Hang on. Let's, let's, not, let's not mess around here. I'm looking at images. Here we go. All right. So, um, this came from Adam on our Instagram. Adam, thank you very much for writing in. So... Um, there's a difference between building defects and contractual disputes. Oh, disputes. Disputes. That's the word. So, the, the resource that he pointed us to that we, I think we did mention it in that first episode, was there's, in each state, there's a tolerances guide, I think it is, or a, a standards and tolerance guide in Queensland. It's run by the QBCC. It's a free document. Have a look at it. It kind of just helps you get that idea of like, what when does something become a defect and like how you also even classify between like a minor and a major defect and then how you kind of revolve from there so uh, again not an architect thank god i've got one here but isn't there a difference where or like stages or i can't remember what it's called but even like for painting for instance what or concrete there's like mm-hmm. a level one a level two a level isn't there different levels or there might be i'm not i'm not too Have sure you heard of i that? think there's where there's, there's, like, there's a like, difference between major and minor i know that much i thought there was like for painting for instance there's like a, a level two or i don't know if it's called stage or level yeah but there's I mean, it would make sense. And same with like concrete. There's like, oh no, that's like a level one accepted. Or that's a level yeah, two accepted. like cosmetic versus it's cracking versus the whole yeah, thing needs and to I be know redone. It's like, I know it's like the same thing with painting as well. It's like, no, no, no that's like a level two accepted. And yep. as per your contract, it's a level two. So it, I don't, yeah. again. So like. That's more a builder query. Yeah, 100%. And I think we, we definitely did touch on it. Look at your contract, see what you're signing yourself in for, I, pre- yep. I guess, and then even and then just you can get familiar double with these check things. That QBCC. Yeah, definitely get legal advice as well. I'm not sure. Well, I think we mentioned it in it like the, the, wait, the building code conduct BCC. Uh, no QBCC. Is it? QBCC? Well, so for, for Queensland, it is the Queensland Building and Construction Code. Code. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I've exposed myself. But yeah, just have a have a look. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. So we're back. Defects part three, the final part. The wrap up. Tress. The final one, we're going to move outside. It's a lovely, short, punchy episode. The music has stopped playing in the background and like the little piano tune I had during our like on air, not apology, but just our little like PSA. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, 100%. So, let's hit the music. Let's get into it. Michaela's wearing a hat today. We'll talk about that more later. Welcome to Grab The Trace, a home design podcast here to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. If you're looking for some tips and secrets whilst building a new home, renovating, or even just picking some window furnishings, stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. And we're back. I was talking during the introduction. I ran out of time and I forgot to breathe. So, we're back. Bullet points external defects to look out for or to be mm-hmm. wary of through the whole stage of building a home, 
just have yeah. a look at them based on things that we've seen and done on site. Absolutely. Can I do a little like interior disclaimer? Shoot. As this is being more external episode, <laughs> it's kind of more in your realm. I've like I've done oh, my Michaela's knocked off already for the <laughs> no, week. Here just, we go. I'm it's just a, like reading all of this and it's like down pipes and external elements. It's and, like, all down pipes and that is a little bit of an architect. It is, it is. So listen, let me Bubble? let me put you in my backpack. I'll carry you across the line today. Thanks, mate. Thanks. And then we're gonna figure I've out. I've got a burden. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna figure out what we want to do for the episodes coming up, and we'll make sure that those are. We've maybe- got big ideas. We've got big ideas. Yeah. It's just what do we do with no them? more like three part series. Let's. Oh just my say goodness, that. no! Just standalones from now. Thank <laughs> you very much. Okay, let's get okay. into it. So let's I'm go. Excited. So the big, big, big one coming from Project Homeland. Check your bricks, make sure they're like the ones that are getting put in aren't like chipped or cracked or whatever. These are the ones, exposed bricks. Yeah, if you're rendering over it, like as long as someone from the builder is willing to sign off that that doesn't affect the structural performance of it, it doesn't really matter. In, oh gosh, again, I'm not a builder, I'm not an architect, but I'm just thinking, isn't there the difference between like structural bricks and like cosmetic Yeah, 100%. Like even um, for our house, the sections of- wall that were to be rendered they use double height bricks because it's less work for them and then those double height bricks my goodness those can be very ugly oh yeah and then we've got that beautiful face bricks and then the only other thing is just check that you know the mortars there like if there's any bricks where they've maybe been a little bit loose with the mortar and kind of over skimmed Mm -hmm. some of the bricks that can be very difficult to look at especially if you've got like a darker brick with a really light mortar Mm -hmm. that can be a bit of a pain instead of like Obviously, this would be the difference between like minor and major. But when you say like chipped bricks or like mm-hmm. major cracking, we don't want yeah. we don't want cracks all the way through our bricks. No, I would say that's a hundred percent effect. A hundred percent. So next one is up on the roof. Maybe a little bit easier to see um, with the help of a drone or a building inspector or something. Or but you like, have a two story and you yeah. can see the lower level. Yeah, um, cracked roof tiles, mm-hmm. not a great outcome. Um, I've even seen people who missing have like screws. Missing screws, people who have like standing seam roof sheeting where yep. people haven't been walking on the, the I think they call it the- Ridgeline? What? The flanges? Oh. Whatever the valley of the, the thing is, like people mm-hmm. not walking there, people walking on the ridges and kind of damaging mm-hmm. the sheets from there. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty obvious one when you look at it and you're kind of like, oh, my roof has like all these dints in it. So, have a look there. Yep. Um. Down pipes have been painted to match. Oh, this is a big one. Or just missing down pipes. I've seen so many times where they've like, it's it's a white house. They're painting it all white. And then you don't, like, they don't paint the actual down pipe. They've just left it because it's that like standard white. Yeah, raw PVC instead of actually painted. Yeah, check if you've got that allowed. That's yeah. a good one. Um, gr- as we were saying, bra- the the grouting is like pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Like it's not missing. Yep. If there is grout missing, more than likely it's just because it's a weep hole. So don't freak out there. <laughs> don't go start defecting weep holes. Yeah. But like, yeah, well, com- again, it's having an open conversation yeah. with your builder instead of like, oh, defect. Can you He's imagine like, getting oh, no. a, an email with like 35 defects for just the weep holes and being like, mm, that's that's okay. That, that's, that's a weep fine. hole. That <laughs> could it, just, oh, imagine the stress of writing that email. Um, that your door and window sills are all squared up and sitting nicely. Mm-hmm. Or mm. I think we, I don't, I can't remember if we mentioned it in the previous one, but windows and doors, if they're not opening properly, sometimes yes. that can be because it was painted inside, outside, 
potentially even different contractors or different painters will do your outside of your house compared mm-hmm. to the inside of your house. So sometimes there's not an overlap or like window sills where they've been painted internally and not ex- like the internal painter has like done their job in their eyes and then they're like, oh, outside of the house is the outside yep. painter's problem. So sometimes there's not an overlap there. Yeah, checking and like even going further than that, like checking for gaps, like making mm-hmm. sure it's all sealed around it, yep. like just... Like common, common sense. It's common sense stuff, but due to the way that like everything's happening at the moment with like interest rates going up and like everyone's feeling the pinch, like everyone's in a rush to do things. And like it's just because there's that many people that need things done. Mm-hmm. And you might just get someone who on nine times out of ten is just an absolute weapon, but just just forgot one little bit of silicon or something. Yeah. And it's not like a big deal, it's just a second set of eyes looking something over. Absolutely. So um This one is the one that I found on site when I was working um, at the previous place we worked was brick window sills Mm -hmm. externally that are laid flat instead of with a little bit of a slope on it. So, water obviously can't run off correctly. A hundred percent. Or even in the situation then where you've got wind driven rain or a bit of wind where it's pushing the water into the building, Mm -hmm. like it's not letting it freely drain off. Um, That's that's one. And even at that extends... I, uh, I was having a think when I was doing the house at Ipswich, like to your shower niches and stuff, like oh, having yeah. those just always have natural fall, fall. on them mm-hmm. for even like condensation, all that kind of stuff. Like it just freely even, drains. Uh, again, I know it was like an older house. Or Again, this isn't just, we're not talking about just spec homes. Like yeah, this yeah. can be renos as well. So we renovated like the first house, my husband and I renovated we had, it was like a old brick home, but we had beautiful old like casement windows, but we had a casement window inside the shower. And obviously inside was tiled out, like the actual sill, mm-hmm. sorry, of the window was an old timber sill. So we had a timber sill inside a shower and they tiled the inside, but it actually like the water f- fell externally mm. and it didn't drain properly. So like you were having water just sitting okay, on, a, timber. on a timber sill. So just something to yeah. be mindful of. You know if what you I, um, I just thought window. of is, well, like we've been saying like, oh, it's a reno, it's a new build, it's yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like this next one, I was even thinking like, say you've just paid someone to come and replace your gutters or your downpipes. Like it can, it doesn't have oh, to just be a huge with all the Queensland storms thing. recently yeah, if we're like, getting new roofs. It doesn't even have to be what you would envisage to be an enormous renovation for this to be helpful. Like you could just have someone coming to do a tiling job for you. Oh yeah. And, absolutely. Or like someone coming to frame in like a, a niche in a shower. And yep. it's like, oh, does that have a fall on it? Because otherwise then maybe the tiler can save it and he yep. can like put a bit of extra glue or something under to get that fall. But mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a new home from the beginning or a huge renovation. It can just be literally calling someone a else up job. to replace down pipes. And it's like, oh, this next one's happened where mm-hmm. When you connect the downpipe to where it like goes into the ground, like usually you have like a little 90 degree connector or something or it plugs straight into the ground, just making sure that like the downpipe sits on the inside of the one that it's connecting into. So that way, if there's a lot of water, there's no possibility for it to accidentally go around over the like, how am I trying to say it? Make sure that the top goes into the bottom rather mm-hmm. than the other way around. Because yeah. then if no, there's a lot sense. of water coming down, you'll get like seepage around the outside of it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I'm just like, as I look back mm-hmm. on everything that we've just said thus far, a lot of it, a lot of defects or a lot of 
post-construction finalization, there's so much focus on water and water away from the house. Everything is meant to just not go into the house, not be trapped in. Everything needs to be drained away. So there's a huge fixation on getting the waterproofing, tiling, everything away from the house. And I think structurally or when we're looking at defects like painting or little bits, bobs here and there can be fixed. But the the crux of it is always coming down to like the construction. And for me, yeah. like waterproofing, you don't want to get wrong. And yeah. you want to test that. These are huge things that you just don't want wrong on your home. Agreed. So it, it'd be the big, big defect for me. Yeah. Or big thing to look out for. Is 100%. anything to do with waterproofing, flooding, drainage. It's I think up? it's the the main thing that all the insurers in architecture at the moment are looking at is mm-hmm especially seeing all these buildings that are a little bit older, built in the 80s or whatever, mm-hmm. and how that they, are now really struggling yeah. with that as a performance idea. And I know we're obviously a Brisbane-based podcast. But- <laughs> uh, yeah, we're a Brisbane-based <laughs> podcast, but we're international reach. <laughs> but we have such a fixation on like summer storms. We have yeah. tropical storms. We've got so much horizontal water or rain it's coming into man. a property. So. I know we fixate on that a lot being from Queensland, so I don't know if that has much Yeah, we're going to get someone impact. who lives in Cooper being like, what about the dust? The dust, <laughs> well, Lachlan. Yeah, or like we hear so much about like um, we did a childcare recently in like New South Wales and mm-hmm. that was all about like bush fires. Yeah, yep. bush fire zones. Yeah, and, and there's obviously climatizers or it's, it's got to do with your situation and your landscape. Yeah, 100%. But- yeah. We... Oh, like even down to the point of um, when I was working on those apartment buildings at the Gold Coast, like you can't just specify any old powder coat color because you're so close to the beach, the salt, yeah. like the salt sea spray like yeah. affects the building differently. So that can be a big, big defect, not even from a, a builder's point of view, but from a mm-hmm. documentation specification point of view. Mm-hmm. I think that's something else to realize as well is not all of these are builder or contractor issues is you can sometimes end up with defective designs yeah as well oh, so absolutely. like we're, we're absolutely not like saying this to be like oh well we're you know we're perfect but it's sometimes they're just executing on something that they're being told to do mm-hmm. so i think that's probably it when we were talking earlier about like the contractual disputes is they're just executing what they've agreed to do yep then it's kind of like a bit of an investigation job to find out, oh, well, where did this actually begin? So absolutely. I think that's all we want to talk about in terms of the defects Mm -hmm. from like what to look for. All we've got now is just like a little bit of a a mock defect list. Mm -hmm. So something short and sweet, but just maybe an idea of like how you would word things. Very non-emotional, just matter of fact that states what's happening where is it? And potentially if there's a reason you think why it's happening. Yep. So do you want to go one for one through these? Yeah, let's All right. So um, say the tile, uh, this example one is tiles have inconsistent grout gaps and it could just be that they ran out of a certain size spacer and changed it. But then visually looking at it, you've got tiles that are two mil apart and then five mil apart. Yes. Unless that was intended, or that's a defect, I would imagine. I always find as well and i see it a lot it's actually quite common floor tiles compared to wall tile grout thicknesses Mm. so say if you've got a three by six or 300 by 600 floor tile a 300 by 600 wall tile or even a six by six you kind of expect that those grout lines line up 
And if they do, great. But if you have different consistencies with the grout thicknesses, so if you've got a really thick grout line on the floor and then a really fine one on the oh, wall, what a great call. Yeah. all the grout lines start to shift you end and up move two over. Different. And then you're different and then all the lines don't line up. And honestly, I know it's like such a small thing, but if you see it and you notice it, you will stare at it for the rest <gasps> of your existence in that house. I think that's in, that in my house. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my gosh. I I'll pick take it a up. photo for you guys. I, I pick it up. And another like big one that I found from my father-in-law taught me being a painter, the grout lines or like a door or a painted finish or surface that you will stare at the most is your toilet. If you've got a powder room, Make sure that your grout lines are perfect in that powder room or your toilet grout lines or your powder room vanity or your door. They're the ones that you will notice the most because that's where your guests, everyone go to. You spend a lot of time. Well, men. That's a great call. That's a bit sexist, but a lot of people will sit on the toilet and stare at that defect. So make sure that your anything visual in your powder room is perfect because you will... You will hear it and you will see it a lot. <laughs> oh, imagine that, like having a dinner party and someone's like, did you know that? And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, grout, yeah. the grout, I get yeah, it. I yeah, get it. You're yeah. the third person tonight. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, all right, take the next one away, friend. <gasps> Sorry. Uh, apparent water damage in the bathroom ceiling after rain. And this also stands for skylights. Skylights yes. are a big one. Um, I think oh, I've had trouble, like we did an extension on my now house and we had issues with waterproofing and our skylight, like it leaked like three times. So yep. we had to get the builder out three times to kind of yep. fix it. So it happens. It's common. Yep. It's just something to look out for. And it's something that it's a good example of you don't just have to find all the defects before handover. Oh, yeah. You, the, this it was could, like- It could be dry for a month and then yeah, like a actually, little bit of rain. Or exactly what happened to us. <laughs> you need like those real big rain events to yeah. really test to these actually, things. Yeah, and on it, it wasn't- it wasn't like a bad experience with our builder as well. Like it was just like, oh, hey, um, like my ceiling's leaking. Like, yep. And he was like, oh, great. First big rain event. Okay, we'll get someone out there yep. and fix and it immediately. And they'll be able to find like, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, next one I've got is mm-hmm. silicon gaps. So like gaps in the silicon on vanities, everything like that. Everything's so Even common. Even sometimes you'll find, particularly if they lay it, say, in like a winter or something, and it can tend to- along. Yeah, or like the, the change, or say they lay it in summer and then winter comes along, it tends to shrink mm-hmm. with winter. And so yep. it might start peeling off the wall. Not a big deal. Yep. Just something to, to be reapplied or- Yep. Yeah. Easy. Um, next one. Roof tiles are cracked or screws missing if you've got yes. metal sheeting, like obviously different materials for your yep. roof. But yeah, just check it out. It's not a big thing. A few screws can be mixed, like, uh, sorry, forgotten or missed. Roof tiles can get cracked. Easy, yeah. easy fix. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like there's a difference between roof tiles getting- cracked in like a hailstorm or like an act of God that's not really the builder's fault. Yeah, like um, these things can happen. But like if you rock up the hand over it, like that that's probably more one that where was the tile cracked before, I guess, before handover or something. Yeah. Because then it's kind of like as soon as you take it on, that's why we have insurances because that it could be an act of God. It could be someone... I don't know. You could be or playing in the background and like- defective yeah. tile. Like it could have come like tiny cracked and mm-hmm. then over time it's obviously- The heating like and now contracting. It's, now yep. it's visual. Um, 100%. All right, I'll go. So yep. we've got uh, gar- oh, like the garage door. So like say your roller door, if you've got like a little hinge door out to the back, like 
if that's missing like any weather sealing or anything like that just Laundry stop door. or if you've yeah if you've got like air gaps it's like well what's the point in doing all the insulation and everything if there's just Good one. a constant gap there yep. so once again check if it's been allowed for specified in your contract before yep. you try and raise yeah, it, fight but it. Yep. in this hypothetical one it was so yep. uh paint and cornicing to the alfresco and front entry see if that's kind of complete I yep that's, yeah that's yeah a neat little one like you might see that um you might look at it and be like, oh, that's white. But then there's a difference between like an unpainted white with the cornicing and then like exactly. what you might have specified. Yep. So have a look at that. Um, next one is a pretty fun thing to do if you ever go to display homes is lift the toilet seats up and then see if the soft close is still working. Mm-hmm. Um, because they do wear out, but depending how quickly or how much you use it, I guess, like yeah. it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Um, also- so I'd, I'd just say soft clothes in general. Yeah. So I think we mentioned it before, like all the kitchen cabinets, everything soft, like everything that's meant to be soft clothes, double check. You don't want to be slamming doors and drawers when yep. you move in. A hundred percent. Another one is check your PowerPoints. I think you mentioned this. This is a good one. Just even have, what did you say? I think a, night like a little nightlight. Yeah. Perfect. Just plug that into every single one because it could not just necessarily be like, don't try the left hand one of every single one potentially the right-hand side of the GPO cannot work. So yep. check check both. Check both. Even like I've got, um, we had one at our house where if both were turned oh. on, it didn't work. And I was oh. like, oh, that's amazing. So oh, we constantly so would just- So take two nightlights. Yeah, two <laughs> nightlights, please. Um, I think back in the day, uh, you remember like the AA battery charges you yeah. plug into the wall? Like yeah. I think that was how people used to do it as well oh. because they used to draw a little more current than a nightlight. Oh, yeah. But- we don't really need that anymore. So the final one we've got here listed, which is I think one we mentioned last week was mm-hmm. checking that the colors of your downlights and the, the models same. are the same. Absolutely. The main area you will see this is potentially in my house at the moment where we've had a few downlights die and I've gone to buy a replacement one, but it's not the same. So we're doing a big game of magical, what do you call musical chairs at the yeah. moment, where I'm rotating through <laughs> existing downlights we've got into other rooms so that way when you they're look at the, the scene, they're all the same yep. it's really fun it's not just necessarily like i i've got warm white everywhere as you said it's it can be different brands so if i buy a warm white in one brand it's not necessarily the same warm yep. white in another brand or even um like the rings like oh, the, yep, the bits the that touch the plastic coverings. can change yep. the the frosted color of the yep. bulbs can change yeah 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 it can get a bit much especially I always find if you do like big open plan areas. Mm -hmm. So if you've got like kitchen, living, dining, entry, hallway, and it's all in one area and you've got like a lot of downlights and then that goes to outside, that's a good one. I always find external downlights in your like our fresco Mm. area are always a different temperature color. So if you've got the big like kitchen, living, dining, and then it flows to outside and then the downlights are a different color. Oh. Yeah, have a look. Like, is there like it just? It's that cool, cold light yeah. outside, and you're like, oh, yep. I've just Ooh. put the I've just put the fluoros on. Let's have a barbecue. Oh my goodness, yeah, put the floodies on. <laughs> um, guys, that's it. That's yeah. it. We're gonna go and have a little brainstorm. We're gonna have a little brainstorming session heading into our weekend. Mm-hmm. We're gonna think of some f- cool, already, new, fresh podcast I've ideas. I've already got one that I really. You've already do. got one. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much for joining us this week, guys. Oh, thanks for wrapping up Defects. Oh, thanks for wrapping up Defects with us. I hope 
on me and I know we're a week late. I hope you all had a great Easter. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. So you ready to one, two, three this bad boy? Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. Toodaloo. We've come to the end of another episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us on our Instagram at GrabTheTrace. Following, sharing, leaving a review or a rating is the best way to help the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg. And whilst we try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstance. If you need personalised advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decisions for your situation. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. See you next time.